Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Paul Morrissey from the club's media team and I'm joined once again today by club ambassador Andy Sinton and my media colleague Matthew Webb. It's fair to say that the feel-good factor is back in W12 after an opening day league victory for the R's against Nottingham Forest. We're going to be dissecting that win over the tricky trees and also speaking to ES Chair who starred in that 2-0 triumph. We'll also look ahead to Friday night's trip to face Coventry City. It's all coming up right here on the Loftcast. Well, since Webby, thanks for joining us and all of a sudden we're right into the midst of the new 2020-21 campaign and they say 90 minutes is a long time in football and that's so true. Going into it, there was a an air of trepidation about what we would face, obviously coming up a bit against a, a very, very good Nottingham Forest team that missed out so agonisingly on the playoffs on the last day of last season. Um, plenty of attacking options. Since coming to you first, it was just about the perfect start from, from QPR's point of view, wasn't it? It certainly was, Paul. You know, a superb start of the season. I think, you know, when you're involved with any club, you're playing, you're managing, you're a you're an owner, the first game of the season, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. Um, pre-season takes care of itself, albeit this one's been a bit shorter. But, you know, we lost our last couple of games, so a little bit of negativity just in and around the, um, in and around the club from that point of view. Um, but no, superb start, really good performance, uh, outstanding victory against what you say is a team that I fully expect to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. You know, they've, they brought in some quality to add to an already quality squad. They've got goals in abundance in terms of who they've got in their squad. So, uh, yeah, couldn't have gone any better. What impressed you most about the performance? I was really pleased with the start we made, Paul. Um, you know, I looked at the games after the lockdown uh, last season and we, we never got out the blocks. We conceded a few early goals and it gives yourself a bit of a, uh, a hill to climb. I thought Saturday from the off, we were we were at it. We were bright. We were uh, without the ball. We closed down. We hurried Forest, and we moved the ball ourselves really, really well. So uh, that pleased me the way we started the game. But you know the way we pretty much controlled certainly the first half without threatening too much. Um, but you know, and obviously I'm going to come to defensively much, much more solid as a team. Clean sheet delights everyone, but. The victory, obviously, uh, is is the main thing, and and we got that in, and got up and running. How much satisfaction will the manager and the players take from that clean sheet? Obviously, that was one of the big challenges for us last season. The number of goals we conceded, scoring goals last season certainly wasn't a problem for QPR, but it was at the other end that we did have a few challenges. How much satisfaction will come from that? And also, when you take into account the level of the opposition in terms of the the attacking threat that Nottingham Forest possess. No, they, they they should take a lot of um, you know a lot of satisfaction and a lot of credit. I think there's a lot of work being done on the training ground. I, I see what Mark said and um, uh, I saw Rob Dickey's interview. You know that they've been working really really hard, and that's no coincidence. You know um, now listen, last season we conceded too many goals, but you don't set out to concede two or three goals every game. You know, but. Uh, I think the more you can work on shape and roles and responsibilities, the I'm going to state the obvious here. There's two sides of the game, and those two sides are when you've got the ball in possession and when you're out of out of possession. What you're doing for your team, and I think players need to just recognise 
possibly a little bit more roles and responsibilities, be disciplined, be focused, eradicate individual errors, which um, led to a few goals last season, become better at defending set plays. And if you get those two elements right, you'll see your goals against Tully start to drop anyway. So um, now we were good, we were solid. And if you look, uh, you know, Rob comes in, makes his, makes his debut, looks solid. Uh, Joe will be delight, delight with a clean sheet. Lee comes in uh, for his first game in however many months and plays 90 minutes. Um, so, yeah, pleasing. Midfield protected the back four and we defended from the front, which is, uh, so it was a really good team effort. And Lyndon Dykes obviously grabbed all the headlines. We'll talk about him in a minute. But, Webby, you, after the game, you spoke to Rob Dickey for that interview. What was the feeling that you got from him? Obviously, it was his debut as well. And, <laughs> I think I was largely forgotten because everyone was talking about Lyndon Dykes and he's Scotland's number nine and he wins a penalty and he scores a penalty and he did brilliant for us. But there were some notable um, debuts out there, uh, not least Rob Dickey. Yeah, he spoke, um, he mentioned it a couple of times, a clean sheet is obviously something that's been really drilled into the players um, during pre-season, the whole way we defend, how we defend. But yeah, um, that was kind of, he, he mentioned that a couple of times, a clean sheet. And obviously, a lot of work has gone into the defensive side of our game. Um, Rob, Rob, obviously, you know, you look at um, him coming in. I mean, we, we spoke about before the, you know, need to eradicate individual errors. And you have, a, you have a defender in Rob who his game is, you know, part of a big part of his game is bringing the ball out w with his feet uh, from the back. And yeah, I thought that was a, a major plus for us on Saturday against Forest. One noticeable absentee from the 18-man squad, of course, was Ryan Manning. It would be uh, remiss of us not to, to reference that fact. After the game, Mark Warburton was asked why Ryan Manning wasn't involved. And, of course, right to say, Samuel, the pair of them go, both going into the, or are in the final year of their contract. And the manager was asked why Bright started the game and why Ryan Manning wasn't involved in the 18. And the manager explained that, well, simply, that, the negotiations, their contract negotiations are at different stages. And that obviously played a factor in the decision. Um, it's an interesting one. I'll come to you since you can put your player hat on and you can put your manager hat on as well to, to discuss this because there are two sides to it from a player's point of view. Obviously, he needs to make sure that it works for him, whatever he commits to. From the club's point of view, they have to make sure that they don't allow players to potentially leave on a free transfer. Now, if you remember Mas Luongo 12 months ago, I think it became apparent that he wasn't going to sign a new contract. So the club said, OK, well, we're going to have to move you on then because we can't let you stay here and then leave for nothing. So obviously he was then sold to Sheffield Wednesday. So since coming to you, firstly, from a player's mindset, can you understand where Ryan, Bright are coming from? Obviously, they've got to make sure that it works from their side, whatever they commit to. Yeah, of course you can, you know. Um... Players will always uh, do what's best for themselves. You know, you 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 want that security. You uh, you want as long as deal as you can. You obviously want the the best salary you can get. You want to be playing at a at a club that you feels um, progressive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, as a player's point of view, you take everything into consideration. Um, so, don't blame a player um, one little bit. But I fully understand the club's point of view and. Um, the club have got to make sure they do the best for the club. You know, I think football probably needs a little bit of a, a reboot in that sort of sense, you know, where certainly in the climate that we're at, um, 
I'm not saying he got to play hardball, if you like, but uh, I don't think he can be dictated to um, and shouldn't be dictated to. So if you look at Ryan, um, you know, super kid, super lad. I think if you look at last season, I thought, you know, I was his biggest fan. You'll hear me on commentary, you know, had a, an excellent season. I think that was the first season where he's really uh, cemented himself as a regular. If you look since he came over in, you know, for the 16-17 season, if you look at the number of games, last season's the only season he's had a, a consistent season in terms of games played and his performances. Um, you know, the season before he went out to, to Rotherham uh, to get experience or get game time, he was called back at, just after the Christmas and, and never really featured. But last year, Mark gave him the left-back shirt and he played 40-plus games and, and did incredibly well. So, um, yeah, Ryan doesn't need any advice from me. But if I look at it, if I put the player's hat back on and I'm Ryan Manning, I'd probably go, OK, um, I'm playing week in, week out. Um, I'm well-liked. Uh, I'm improving all the time. So... You know, I think sometimes you've got to be a little bit careful who's advising you. And I don't know who's advising or who's around them. But my, my way of thinking uh, would be probably sign a new deal. Um, QPR won't stand in your way. Start, sign a new deal. Build on, build on the progress and the, the, the excellent season that you had last year. And if you have another season like that, I would be inclined to think you'd have more people looking at you. You might attract a bigger bid. Uh, and if the offer's right, QPR, we've just seen with a Barry Eze. He did exactly the same thing. You know, it was uh, people were looking at him, people were talking about him, uh, signed a new deal. And if it's right for QPR, they'll, they'll, they won't stand in your way. But it's got to be right for the club. So, um, so yeah, I can see it from both sides. And I don't think there's any blame attached to, to any side. But it's, it, it's, it's got to be right for the club, first and foremost. And the player probably has to understand that. And let's hope that can be resolved and we get closer. Um, but yeah, I hope Ryan signs and uh, becomes part of our season ahead. Yeah, the um, transfer window, of course, runs until the middle of October, the domestic transfer window at least. Um, hopefully it can get resolved prior to that. Um, we're looking elsewhere around the team, Webby, and Jeff Cameron was given the, the captain's armband and him and Tom Carroll formed a, a very good partnership and Tom Carroll's certainly impressive since he's returned to QPR. Yeah, um, him and him and Jeff Cameron both had good games on Saturday. I thought Tom Carroll's particularly impressive. Um, I think Mark Warburton talked about uh, Tom maybe being progressive with his passing um, in terms of moving forward and in his career. And I noticed, I don't know if what you guys thought on Saturday, he was as soon as he got the ball, instead of, you know, moving sideways, he always looked to go forward. I thought that was, uh, you know, particularly impressive from him. Yeah, sorry, Paul, I'll just build on that. I was really impressed with Tom, certainly in the first half. You know, um, I thought he always looked to get on the ball. You know, he'll go and receive it from the back players. And he sees, for me, sees pictures that are ahead. And uh, I think that's the sign of a good player. His weight of passes is excellent. Um, Hasn't had that many minutes, got a point to prove, so I think we spoke about it last week. Well, I was impressed with Tom in the second half. Didn't have as much as the ball, but his defensive side of his game, you know, the, the positions he took up, the holes he filled, the avenues he blocked off. He's not going to be, a, you know, crashing into big tackles, but he, he, he nicked a thing, a few things, got a foot in, and his closing down was excellent. So, uh, I was really impressed with Tom, and Jeff's uh, sat in there and protected your two centre-backs 
if you're saying did I notice a little bit of a difference to how we play on Saturday, I think we had that protection in front of the two centre centre backs a little bit better than possibly what we had last year. So, uh, no, Tom Carroll, very impressive. And just in terms of that different setup, was there um, were they happier to go long if they needed to defensively rather than play out, or was it? Am I overanalyzing one game of football? But it did seem that if there wasn't anything on, if there was any risk, no risk was taken. Was do you feel there is a slightly different approach compared with last season? It certainly looked that way, and you know we we spoke last week, and um, I said it's just about getting the balance right. We all want to play. We all want to play in a certain way, and most clubs do. But if it's not on, you have to have a you have to have a plan B. You have to have different options. And you know, I know he's just got his foot in the door, but I think Lyndon Dykes will be very good to give us that uh, different option. You know, Lyndon's mobile, works his socks off. You know, out of possession, gives you that aerial threat. He's a real handful for defenders, and uh, hopefully, he can get goals. So, uh, so going back to the question, yeah, I, I, I think there was a. Uh, more of a, a willingness, if you like, if that's the right word, to, uh, okay, this is not on, this is a little bit tight, let's not take any risks, let's play from let's play from Linden, let's play from Notts Forest half and let's build from there. And our press and our high press, certainly in the first half, was really, really good. So, uh, yeah, promising signs. I suppose it's um, an indication of a good performance, Webby, that you can really go through the team and talk yeah. about so many different individuals and how well they played. Just a word on Ilya's chair, obviously, with him taking on the number 10 shirt, a similar style player to Abir Ayeze. There is going to be that feeling of, can he fill that gap? I mean, it's a, it's a huge gap left by Abir because of the, the talent that he possesses. Um, but he certainly started off on the front foot, getting the late goal on his all-round performance. Yeah, I think... Um... You know, one of the things we, we looked at when we were looking at this season is how, how we're going to replace the goals that we lost from last season. Um, especially, with you know, Ilias is kind of being talked up as being the potential, you know, one that's going to fill the shoes of, of Berrieza. And he'd have been really pleased with that goal. I mean, it's one on the way to hopefully, you know, trying to, to get near to um, Abire's tally from, from last season. So, yeah, he'd be pleased with the goal. And just coming back to you, since. I suppose the challenge now is maintaining that, that level. It's a great start, and we'll talk about commentary in a moment, but something that the manager has said from the moment he walked through the door, and I've heard him repeat it on numerous occasions, is people are guilty of overestimating the relegated teams and underestimating the promoted teams. So we'll be travelling to Coventry, well, we'll be travelling to Birmingham on Friday to play Coventry. Um, we'll talk about them in a moment, but it will be about maintaining that intensity and that level that was in uh, evidence against Forest. Yeah, very much so. You know, each game throws up different challenges. Each day, each game throws up uh, uh, variants that you've got to uh, cope with. But you know, we're one game in, magnificent start, good performance, good victory, clean sheet. And as you say, it's 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 how can we build on that? Treat each opposition with the respect they they deserve. You know, players would have been delighted with that performance individually and collectively. They've got to build on that. You know, you're responsible as a player. I always used to say, or get said to me and say it when I was uh, involved in that capacity, you know, you're responsible for your own performance. First and foremost, you're responsible for your 
the way you train, the way you prepare, and your performance on a Saturday. Given that, if you can help someone alongside you, brilliant. But, but get your get your own performance right. You're already touched on uh, good performances right through that throughout the side. So Mark's quite entitled to be saying, and I'm sure he will. That's the standards, you know. Nothing, nothing, nothing below that. Uh, nothing below that in terms of with the ball, without the ball. So, um, so yeah, a lot of hard work. Each game on its merits. You know, you're coming up against um, an opponent that has just got promoted. You know, I, I always when when the fixtures come out, I, I wouldn't say I don't like, but I'm. Uh, well, I'll say I don't like to be playing against teams who are newly promoted in the first two, three, four weeks of the season. I think they get swept along a little bit, albeit this season's a little bit different because if you think when Coventry season ended, it was March. That's probably the first competitive game for six months. Played well down at Bristol City from what I hear. A bit unlucky not to get anything. So it throws up, it throws up a, another tough game. You know, um, can't underestimate anybody. Um, so yeah, game on, but going back to us, Please and start. Can we follow that up individually and collectively and get another positive result? Well, certainly one man who was in impressive form, as we've mentioned earlier, was Ilias Chair, starring in that 2-0 win, scoring the second goal, of course. And Matt Webb caught up with him this week on the Loftcast. Ilias, thanks for joining us on the Loftcast. I guess, first things first, it wasn't a, a bad way to start the season on Saturday against Nottingham Forest. No, it was uh, it was very good to be fair, um, especially for for winning the game. First game of the season is always something to look forward to, and obviously, it's good to have the three points and um, obviously individually to to get a goal as well. So very happy, very pleased with that. What was the most pleasing aspect of the win? The most is more the team, how we defended, how we we kept our shape. I think we did really well on that. We worked all week very hard and it showed on Saturday and I think we looked very good and um, just some some small things when we go forward um, that we have to be better at but during the season they will be alright. You spoke about you spoke there about defensively obviously conceding goals was a problem last season is, is it fair to say that there's been added emphasis on kind of that area of our game during pre-season? Um, of course of course we, we've worked really hard every week defensively our shape the back four as well fair play to them I think uh, Rob came in and made an instant impact on the team as well so um, yeah I think defensively we're much better now and hopefully we can keep this going you had to wait until the 94th minute to, to get your goal we'll talk a little bit more, bit more about that in a second but Don Ball's claiming the assist what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think Don Ball needs to chill out a bit um, I think um, he should finish that first of all that's embarrassing he didn't finish that um, I told him after the game listen it's good that I scored but I think you should have scored that so no but obviously I'm very happy to, to score that and I'm happy that Dombo eventually missed it <laughs> you obviously um, there's obvious comparisons being made between yourself and Abira Eze now that he's left um, you know yourself coming into the position, filling his shoes almost. I mean, how, how, how do you feel about that? And yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you make of that? And how do you deal with that pressure? No, obviously I know, um, I know what Ebbs what left here. He, he did really well last season. At the end of the day, I'm my own player. 
and um, I don't want to be compared to, to, to anyone in the past. It's actually it's a privilege to be compared to such players like Ebbs, like Tarapt. Um, but coming back to the pressure, I, I like the pressure to be fair. I play better under pressure and uh, hopefully I can do as well as, as Ebbs did. Obviously goals and assists were a big part of, of Ebbs' game. How nice was it therefore to, to get that goal, to get you off the mark on, on the first day? Obviously, it was very it was very pleasing for myself because I set a target for myself this season that I want to hit and um, and to keep like to score that first goal is very good and to keep my confidence up and now I'll just keep going. You've got a special shirt now, Kipio. You've been given the number ten shirt. It's been worn by a number of special players, all players with an individuality. I would say. What What do you feel? You You spoke about being your own player. What do you feel makes you different? Um. Oh, good. that's a good question what do I feel makes me different I think um, like you said everyone has his own individual stuff so from from the previous years I'll, I'll just name a name that I've seen coming a lot is Stambos I think he's a, he's a hero for the club and I've seen his clips as well everywhere and I think he was an incredible player and um, for myself how what makes me different I think he's just more of a of the technical aspects of the game, I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking differently than the rest. I think um, I'm always I'm always looking. I'm always trying to find that pass. I'm always looking to go forward, and this season will be even more as people expect for me to do: score goals and get and get assists. I spoke to I had a conversation with under twenty three manager Paul Hall last season, and we were talking about you both obviously um, yourself, Bryce Samuel. Um, Eze, all having very good seasons and I said um, we, we've come around to the conversation you know subject turned to, to yourself and I said um, well Paul said that he feels that you've got a chance of going to the top because of how driven you are do you feel that you are a very driven individual no obviously 100% um, I 100% agree with what um, Holly said um, my motivation is to reach the top and I, I will do everything in my power to reach the top. Um, so I will do whatever needs to be done and I will work hard every single day to get there. So yeah, that's 100%. Um, commentary on Friday night. Um, obviously, as ridiculous as it sounds, um, after one game we're top of the Scarlet Championship table. How do, you, how do you keep your feet on the ground for a fixture like this? I think it's very important to keep our feet on the ground. Um, it's the very first game of the season. Uh, we've done a good job against a good team. But I think um, Coventry is a very hard, hard game for us. Uh, they know how to win. They, um, they have good players. We, we, ha- we, had, like, we had analysis and they play really good football. Um, they go forward and they have young players that are hungry. So we just have to meet and, um, match that intensity and that hunger. So I think for us it's a, it's a good game and hopefully we'll get the win. You seem like an individual that sets targets for yourself. Have you set targets for this season? Yeah, I've set a target for myself. Um, obviously, I don't want to speak about my targets too much, but in the back of my mind, I know what my targets are and, um, and that's why I don't want to speak about it too much. Because no, of people, course. People, people will look at it and say, oh yeah, he, he has to do that, he has to do that, he has to get his target. For me, it's just take game by game as it is and uh, prepare for every, each and every game the same way I've, um, I've been preparing for it. I've done last year, 
Now this season is my second season. I know the championship a little bit better, so I think it will be a better season for me. Is that targets instead in terms of goals and assists? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Obviously, um, well, not obviously, but I think people don't really know what to expect of QPR this season. What What do you feel as a group that you can achieve? Um, well, to be fair, like last season, they said we were gonna finish like to, uh, bottom three with the budget we had, and um, we done very well. Um, we could have ended up better if we after the lockdown, if we had, um, if we if there was no lockdown, I think we would have done better. Um, I think the 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 fans as well, the fans uh, are not in the stadium, and I think that's a big part of QPR. The fans are a big part of QPR, and they they're basically our our twelfth man, every each and every game how they cheer us and how they how they deal with 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 chances and everything. So, I think um, the expectations this year are gonna be the same for us. Yeah, bottom half of the of the table, blah blah blah. But I think as a team, we are very confident and we are a very driven group. That wants to end up on the on the first like on the top in the top ten. So hopefully we can do that, and hopefully we can um, can achieve our targets for this season. It's interesting you spoke about the fans. Do you feel like we've just about got used to not having that that extra man at certain home games? I don't get used to it. To be fair, I need the fans back. I need the fans back. Um, I think I speak for each and every player in this whole world that. Um, the fans are, are so important for, for, for the club, um, especially at QPR with the fans, unbelievable. Every, every, every night, every, every time we go out on the pitch and they are there for us. So I think, yeah, we need the fans, as, we need the fans back as quick as possible. But it's fair to say it's, it's obviously, it took players maybe a while to get used to not having fans in the stadium. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, it's different. It's, it feels like you're playing, like it's a training game almost because it's more like the atmosphere is not the same obviously they have like the the speakers around but it's not the same you can't feel the energy but pff, at the end of the day we every team has that every every team has a struggle so it can't be really an excuse for us so we have to go and uh, and do our job just finally back to to friday's game you confident yeah 100 percent, 100 percent confident and uh hopefully we can we can keep that number one spot in the championship Best of luck. Thank you. Man. And his chair certainly seems to be enjoying the added responsibility, perhaps, that's on his shoulders this season. We'll now, obviously, turn into Coventry City on a Friday night. Since coming to you firstly, then, just how dangerous is this fixture against Coventry? <laughs> a tough one. Um, um, the, the way Coventry like to play. Um, quite expansive, quite open, want, want to play through the thirds. So, you know, it'll be two teams of, of, of similar ilk. You know, um, Coventry, they've got got some exciting youngsters, got some exciting talent. They've got a goal scorer in the team who, um, if you look at his last three clubs, his goals per game record in Godden is, is is very, very good. So he'll, he'll need looking after. You know, got off the mark in his first game. So... Um, They've got a got a mixture of experience, which will be important for them as they as they consolidate or try to consolidate in their division. But we've just got to, you know, respect Coventry for what they are, respect that they've just come up. Um, you know, respect a really really tough game. How we start the game is is going to be important. Don't give them any lifts. Um, you know, start the game really, 
solidly, if you if you like, give nothing away, and look to grow into it and play our game from there. So, uh, so yeah, a long-winded answer to a head head of a seed again. It'll be a tough game. Make make no bones about it. It'll be a really tough game. And it's um it's not a QPR problem, but it always feels like a QPR problem. That feeling of doing well against teams that you're not expected to do well against and tripping up against the teams that people expect you to, to, to get points against. It's the question that so many QPR managers have tried to answer, but with varying degrees of success. How do you avoid that, that feeling of, I don't want to use the word complacency because I'm sure I use that word before every QPR defeat. <laughs> How do we avoid that feeling of complacency mixed with the confidence boost of beating Nottingham Forest and playing a team that were in League One last season? Well, you're only as good. Uh, uh, you know, I, I believe you're only as good as your last game and you're only as good as your next one. So there, there, li there lies the challenge. We've just come off a really good performance, really good win. But that's gone now. That's, that's confined to the history books. That's written down. Um, you know, I was getting texts on driving home Saturday, you know, well, we're top of the league. And I'm thinking, you know what? <laughs> Put one game in. But, uh, that, yeah, that was from Webby. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to be there than to, to lose your opening game. Um, that's for sure. But um, I don't think complacently, you know, you, you put your finger on it. And why do certain teams able to beat certain teams? You've just got to each game on its merits. And if you've got one player, two players, three players, slightly below your best, you run the risk of getting hurt in this division. So it's, that's where it comes back to the, the players, roles and responsibilities, how you train during the week, how you prepare, how you travel up the night before. Um, make sure you're right. Get your level of preparation and performance right. And hopefully, if you get seven or eight of you, in the team, winning your own little battles, coming out on top all over the pitch. You've got to be unlucky not to get a result. Um, and you know, you you are unlucky sometimes where you deserve something that you don't get. But let's not rely on luck. Make sure we're prepared, we're ready, we respect Comrie. But we also respect ourselves. You know, we, we showed Saturday we're a good side. We showed Saturday we've got good individuals. We, we, we showed Saturday we, we can be a good team this season. So. Saturday's gone. Well done. Start again. Move on. Build. And let's see if we can get that positive result. Is there an example of a manager that you played under who was good at motivating players going into games where there was that grades or expectancy? I mean, let's not forget, Coventry ran Bristol City very close on the opening day of the season. So it is going to be a really difficult test. But in terms of that, that motivation factor, that making you aware as a, as a player not to to underestimate opposition. Is there a manager that, that stood out from your time as a player? Well, a lot of things that he stood out for me, uh, my time at QBR, Jerry Francis was really good. Jerry uh, used to treat every game on its merits, start again, prepare midfield, don't leave anything, don't leave no stone unturned in terms of the opposition, the personnel, what they might do from set plays. You can only plan so much, I get that. But he, he was really, really good. George Graham, was 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 very good as well, and you know, I've I've managed albeit at a lower level. I if I'm a manager of a team, I don't want a team who can raise the game and beat the top teams all the time, then lose against the because that's actually telling me something. It shows my players are capable, but maybe not quite as focused or as disciplined as 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 you should be, need to be. So um, 
every game that's got their every game's got their challenges. Coventry have got quality. Coventry, if we're off it, I'll, I'll say it. If we're off it. We'll, we'll run the risk of getting beat or you know scraping a draw. Mark goes on about it, and I fully support. You know, you have to be at it in football terms, at it every single game. And if you're not, if you're not as a forward player, if you're not enjoying a lot of the ball, if you're up against it a little bit, roll your sleeves up, put your shift in for the team and get yourself through it where you get your results. And you know what? You might not play pretty every week, but you just start amassing the points. I noticed Rob Dickey, when he was speaking to Webby the other day or his interview, he said at times it wasn't pretty. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I think Yoan Barbe cultured left foot. I think he just put his foot through a ball once in a second off and just thought, you know what? We're under a little bit of pressure. Let's get it 60 yards up the pitch. Let's push up the park and let's defend from the forest. Rather than taking a chance, getting intercepted and going, oh, you know what? We've played well today, but we've, we've, we've got beat again. Just take those risks out of your game. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. Tough game. But uh, after, after Saturday, really optimistic, really excited. And Webby, it's going to be two teams that like to play football. Coventry, as you said earlier, we're known for it in League One. And obviously, it's a style of play that Mark Warburton has implemented now at QPR. So that should make for quite an open game. I mean, that's the kiss of death. It's going to be a turgid nil-nil now. But it should make for, for an open game of football and an entertaining one as well. Yeah, you'd like to think so. I mean, um, we spoke. I spoke about... Um, Coventry have made quite a few signings from the summer. They, um, looking at last season, um, a lot of their good play was down the wings. They, they play like three at the back and, and a wing back system. Um, Sam McCullum's actually gone to Norwich. Um, Dabo, um, who plays on the right hand side, um, Chelsea product. He he was actually out the weekend. He's been injured, so um, might be slightly different. Um, you know, unlucky not to get anything at Bristol City last weekend, but. Might be slightly different from how they were last season, but still, still like to play football. So yeah, it should be it should be an open game, albeit we put the kiss of death on it now. Yeah, we certainly have. Um, well, just a reminder, obviously, with it being live on Sky on Friday night, it won't be available domestically on QPR Plus. It will be available internationally, and for QPR season ticket holders, as it's a, even though it's on a Friday night, it's considered a weekend away fixture. That means that your season ticket vouchers that you have won't be uh, operational for the game against Coventry on Friday night. But it promises to be a very exciting game and fingers crossed an enjoyable one for, for all QPR fans. We'll be back next week, hopefully looking back on another victory. How long can we keep getting away with saying this? Uh, hopefully we'll be looking back on another victory next week. Thanks for listening to The Loftcast. Cast.